Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Previously on There Goes the Neighborhood. This is some phenomenon that everybody sees, everybody feels, but somehow isn't in the center of the discussion where it needs to be. I am, of course, talking about gentrification. It is the most ambitious, broadest, strongest housing plan of its kind in the country. The city actually has been in what is legally known as a housing emergency for decades. A rezoning is when the city changes the rules about what can get built where. They have also the political power to modify things. They can go and sit with commissioners and with high-ranked people and say, I need an extra block. And, 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 and this neighborhood? I was in there 72 and a half years, and I love the neighborhood, the people, and the stink of it. I love it all, and I'm not going nowhere. You can't go anywhere. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. When everybody gave up on the neighborhood, we didn't. We stood in the neighborhood. We worked it out, and we made it the better place that everybody wants to invest into now. There goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. Hey, it's been a while. I'm Kai Wright, and welcome back to There Goes the Neighborhood. Last year, we spent several weeks here trying to understand something that has come to dominate life in big cities everywhere. Gentrification and the cost of housing generally. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, one of the nation's most visible progressive mayors, came into office with a big idea for how to deal with both things. To essentially harness the forces of gentrification for good. Today, New York is about a year and a half into that experiment. So we figured Uh, it's time to check back in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Also, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound insulting or condescending, but this block in... That's a bad way to start. It is. (laughs) But this block in 1991 is not the same as it is now. It's not the same as 1979. It's not. Exactly. I could have left my front door open, not worried. I have moved to East New York. The Cypress Hills section, actually. I bought a flipped house. Yes, a gentrified house on a small, dead-end block right under the J-Train, which is the soundtrack of our neighborhood. And I've started to meet my new neighbors. Hi, my name is Florida Velasquez. Florida's across the street. Her family's been there since 1979. My name is Alan, and I've lived on this block for a very long time. Since 1991. He owns a house at the other end of the block. Not surprisingly, they both think about our block's history a lot. Alan's mostly been hunkered down. He moved into East New York right as it was truly earning its reputation as a center of violent crime. Florida, though, she remembers the better times, too, as she says back when she could leave her front door open. And, you know, she's never really been the hunker-down type. I had one time I had to chase two guys because they came in, they just peed in front of the house. But I was so upset. I jumped in my car, chased him down, brought him back, gave him ammonium bleach, and made him clean my steps. So that's Florida. Anyway, they're both very aware of development, of houses like mine, and of new people moving into them. But like a lot of folks I've interviewed in East New York, they're also pretty bullish about the future. They see the change coming, yes, and they're into it. Again, not to be insulting or condescending, but Junior's Grocery Store is not what you'd call Whole Foods, right? So maybe Jeff... The CEO of Amazon might find it in his heart to put a Whole Foods right here. And if he does, your house 
will double overnight. But that's the whole thing. They're going to bring the factory right here is getting ready to sell. He's selling his building, which is there were contractors, which I hope they do move because the trucks at night is crazy. But this is how people around here talk now. What's going up, what's being torn down, swapping rumors about what's coming next, and mostly gossiping about it all with excitement. New York City's problem is straightforward. We have a massive shortage of affordable housing. Mayor de Blasio wants to build his way out of that problem. So he's enticing developers by allowing them to build higher in certain neighborhoods. And in exchange, he's demanding a percentage of affordable units in each development. He launched this experiment here in East New York. If it works, it could be a model for cities around the country. If not, it could drive poor New Yorkers out of some of the last pockets of affordability left in this city. The thing is that now Brooklyn is becoming more popular. I don't know if you've seen Flushing Avenue and Bushwick, that's part of Brooklyn, that they really renovated that. Yes. And if you go into Flushing, now it looks a little bit more like the village. Yes. I was there there a week or two ago and I I did one of these. To the mayor's critics, Bushwick is the cautionary tale. But not to Allen and Florida. Yeah, they have, and they have nice environments. And if you go like to Cooper Avenue on Cooper Avenue, there's two nice restaurants. You got a Spanish one on one side, and you got what they call an open cafe bar, which they have it like a Hawaiian style, real pretty, real nice. But to the best of your knowledge, do either one of you have any idea what they're building on Atlantic Avenue? That huge building that they knocked down. Everybody is buzzing about this site. It's easily the most visible change in the neighborhood. You ride by on the J train and you look down at this giant construction site stretching the width of the block. For five years, a massive burnout food processing plant set there. And right next to it, another big abandoned lot, 80,000 square feet. That's a whole football field and then some of weeds and trash. People from all over the city dump stuff. Toilets, broken TVs, abandoned cars. It was the very definition of blight. An ugly daily reminder that nobody official seems to care about where you live. But now, everybody's got an idea about what should go up there. (laughs) A mini, like, Disney World... (laughs) it's not gonna be a disneyland sorry alan but i do know what it's gonna be back in season one we introduced you to joshua jacobo a lifelong resident who has had a really hard time finding housing he can afford He was, and remains, essentially homeless, couch surfing with family and friends. We originally met him at a public forum on the mayor's plan. Okay, and my income doesn't even give enough for a room in East New York, so how the hell is going to give me for an apartment? Understand me? Joshua is still pretty skeptical, but when I caught up with him a few weeks ago, he took me straight to the site of Alan's would-be Disneyland. Let's go check it out. So I come past through, through Atlantic every once in a blue moon, and one day I'm passing, I want us to keep going. You see that sign that's over there? Yeah. That sign, you're going to read it. We pick our way along the lot, around the junk people have dumped in the street. Oh, look. This is not healthy. Dirty beds, sofas, abandoned, you know, furniture from abandoned apartments or whatnot. We make it down to Atlantic Avenue, and Joshua shows me the post-it notice he stumbled across. This property is the responsibility of the NYC Department of Education and NYC School Construction Authority. Questions of the School Construction Authority. They're going to build a school here. 
1,000 seats along with a public playground. I was having a bad day the day that I read this, and it made me feel so good. It made me feel so good like if, I don't know, maybe tomorrow my kids go there. But it's just the point of tomorrow my neighborhood is okay. There's also going to be an apartment building with about 200 new units of affordable housing. And next to it, where the burnout factory once stood, the city's oldest nonprofit affordable housing developer, Phipps Houses, is going to build a 10-story tower with retail and maybe even some restaurants on the ground floor. Now, listen, easily the most controversial part of the mayor's plan is how it defines this word affordable. People will say affordable for who? Abby Savage-Lou is a reporter for City Limits magazine, and she's followed the mayor's plan probably more closely than any other journalist. Everything currently in the pipeline in the rezoned part of East New York is being developed with city subsidy. And the mayor's plan caps the rent you can charge for all units built with those subsidies. It's, it's sort of the term sheet that the city has that provides the most units for people making extremely low incomes, although some advocates would like to see an even better term sheet. There's a numbingly complicated formula that I won't even try to explain. But to give you some idea, let's take a one-bedroom apartment. In both of these two developments, about half the units, give or take, this is imprecise, but in about half the building, rent for a one-bedroom would top out at $960 a month. Which ain't nothing. That's priced for, say, a family of two making $45,000 a year. But for about a quarter of the units, again, roughly, that's a percentage that will vary, a one-bedroom would cap out at about $600 a month. Anyway, by this standard, the city says there are just over 750 new units of affordable housing already in the pipeline for the area. The big unanswered question is what will happen for major developers who don't take city subsidies. But I spoke with one of the neighborhood city council reps, Rafael Espinal, who was notably among the last holdouts in voting for the mayor's plan. And he pointed out that so far, no such developers have filed plans to build in the neighborhood. Only specialized nonprofits like Phipps Houses. In other words, so far, de Blasio's plan is working. Still, a lot of community leaders remain skeptical. They feel like guinea pigs in a dangerous experiment. See, they're broken promises now. We brought it to the promise that we could buy homes and live as people. You know that. You know what that Constitution says? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So we came out here. So we dug in. When the crap was here, when the dope was here, we stayed. Now, real estate is all location. Don't get it twisted. It's all about the dollar. The bottom line, they want to build here is because you've got the transportation hub. This is all true. Notwithstanding all of those happy facts I just gave you about public and nonprofit investment, the mayor's plan also gives for-profit developers exactly what they want, more places to build luxury towers. And when you do that, you create a gold rush, even before the big guys start building. Um, it started like before my dad passed away, and then as soon as immediately he passed away, I had someone knock at my door and tell my mom, oh, you have to leave, your property's in foreclosure, you have to get out of here, I own this property, yada, 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 yada. That's my neighbor Florida again. The house belongs to her parents. She moved her own family back into it as her parents got older and needed help. So I did some investigating and I wanted to find out who this man was, so I started investigating. Then I find out what he does is he takes over properties, After he takes over the properties, he buys them either in a tax lien or he says he purchased it in a tax lien or he finds senior citizen people and he's like, oh, sign here. You no longer own this property. 
and he'll make them sign a paper and what they're signing is a quick claim deed without them realizing and then he'll take over their property. Okay, this is confusing stuff and Florida's case is particularly complicated. She's fighting it in court still. But if you listen to the first season, the basic outline of what she's talking about will sound familiar. We discovered rampant fraud in the gentrifying parts of Brooklyn. Fake deeds, coercive buyouts, hustlers saying they're helping you when they're actually stealing, particularly from elderly homeowners who are struggling with their mortgages. And that's what happened to Florida's mom and dad. This guy somehow got his name on the deed for $10. This kind of behavior is on the rise in East New York. There are 20 houses on my block. By Florida's count, the guy she's fighting is similarly entangled with at least four of them, nearly a quarter of the block. The Center for New York City Neighborhoods has just finished a study of homeowners in East New York. I dropped in on a meeting where they were presenting the research to community organizers. What drew us uh, to this neighborhood is both the huge asset that it has in that it's one of the last affordable communities in New York City, and specifically that it is home uh, to a large um, community of uh, working and middle-class homeowners and their tenants. And that is a resource that is obviously increasingly rare in New York. The center found a couple of alarming things about this rare resource. First, and this is important context, local homeowners are older and much more likely to have crippling debt than the rest of the city. A comfortable majority of them have monthly payments above the federal definition of affordability. Second, a ton of their loans originated during the predatory lending wave that crested in 2008. East New York still has one of the highest foreclosure rates in the city. Scammers, like the ones harassing Florida's family, scour the foreclosure rolls looking for targets. But so do legit developers, and so do the army of semi-legal scouts that go finding property for developers to flip. This stuff, it all predates de Blasio's rezoning, yes, but the rezoning throws a big bucket of fuel on a foreclosure fire that has been burning for a decade. Nearly 9 out of 10 houses flipped in the neighborhood last year were in foreclosure. Which means that both the homeowners and their tenants are at risk of displacement should the homeowner need to sell or otherwise leave the house. And of course, the, rent, the renters being non-rent stabilized are um, not protected when um, homes change hands and are almost always um, forced out when a home is sold. This is a crucial point in judging whether the mayor's plan to harness gentrification and use it for good is working. Yes, there are hundreds of new affordable units, as defined by the city's version of affordability. And no, there don't seem to be any big market rate developments yet. But there is this churn of houses. And in East New York, as in many, many similar neighborhoods, that is the real affordable housing stock. The basement apartments and upstairs units in multifamily homes. Those are hemorrhaging. The center compared rents in houses owned by long-term residents and in those that had been flipped. The difference in median rent was about $700 a month. So if you don't stop the house flipping, you lose the affordability fight. You lose the gentrification fight. We used to have, I don't know if you remember, 1991, we remember we used to close the blocks? Um, I don't know if you remember Jimmy. Yeah, we used to close the block on the 4th of July and everybody was out having a barbecue together. Wow. Everybody was out. We were doing fireworks. We had the military here. We had the 75th precinct here. We were doing fireworks. We would throw fireworks. Oh, wow. We would shoot. I mean, it was 
It was awesome. It was Maybe we should do that again. We should. <laughs> we should, but I know if we do it again, I don't know who's going to come. <laughs> I'll come. We'll come. The three of us will come. Well, this, I mean, we used to do that. It used to be so nice. All right. Well, next summer we're having a carnival. I would, I'll get out. Trust me. I'll get everybody that I know. Close the streets, have the cars move down. I'll have the little rides for the kids, a, a pool, the whole night. I have an interesting question for you. Good bear that's it for us in Brooklyn, at least for now. But we're going to invite you to take a trip out west, where our partners at KCRW in Los Angeles are going to pick up this series for the next several weeks. There goes the neighborhood, Los Angeles. That's up next in your feed. 